guys, welcome to our seventh podcast, I think this is now, um, Burnham Brothers Podcast with myself, Luke, my son, Cooper, uh, and today we've probably got uh, one of the most accomplished female grapplers ever, um, seven-time Gi World Champion, three-time ADCC Champion, including Absolute, uh, IBJJF Hall of Fame inductee, uh, Hannette Stapp. Uh, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for um, giving us the time. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honor to be here with you guys, talking to you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. So um, we'll get this one started with how's life going in these crazy times that we're experiencing in the world um, with COVID? I gather you guys are the same as us. We, um, For myself here at our gym, um, we're only there to have kids contact, no adults contact, no... It's just craziness and I'd imagine it's pretty much the same. Yeah, we actually, uh, uh, they say like we, uh, phase four, so we just entered uh, phase four, which is uh, uh, minimal contact for uh, martial arts. Like we don't have like a specific category. That's like a, the kind of like a, the main problem we're facing. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu doesn't have like, a, it, it's included on martial arts, but for the state, it's almost they don't have anything written for martial arts. So we're kind of like a having to follow the health clubs, like a guidelines um, mostly, yeah. which it, like it uh, doesn't make too much sense, but they now just included a uh, wrestling. So it's more similar to what we do. And they say like a wrestling, they, the governor just said like they are trying to push back again uh, because we just started, we have like a minimal contact uh, in the city, still like a kind of like a weird, because the city is like always more cases, but like for the suburbs, they allow you to have like a, some uh, contact. So we'll be like a designated partners for two weeks. And after two weeks, then we'll, we'll see how it goes. So we're yeah. pretty much going like a one week. I would say like a one week at a time now, because before it was like a one day at a time. Now we can go like a one week at a time, see how it goes. But I feel like for us here, I don't know for you guys, but a lot of people are still afraid to come in. Uh, you know, a lot of people still like are not comfortable coming, coming back to the class, which is understandable, but we'll see like, uh, you know, we'll see like in the next couple of weeks, how it's going to be. And, and but I'm, I'm at least happy that we're moving a little bit. Yeah. And that's a lot like what it's like for, for us in our gym. Like Cooper lives in Melbourne um, and they're in a pretty hard lockdown at the moment. He's not allowed to train at all. Their, their gym's shut. Um, Whereas myself, I'm in the country. Uh, we're sort of six hours from Melbourne. We haven't had a case here for over three months, but we're in the same sort of... My gym's open. Kids can train, but adults can only do solo drills. And, um, yeah. Hard. I, mean, it was, I know. It was, it was so good. Yeah. Actually doing something, but yeah. It's hard when you mention like, um, the, the guidelines the government give you. Jiu-Jitsu is like, so popular. But still, it's mm -hmm. not that like really like everyone knows it. So like, you have to kind of like follow like for us, we have to follow some like judo guidelines or something like that. Wrestling isn't exactly uh, kind of annoying. Yeah. No one really understands judo. They don't really know what guidelines to follow. Exactly, and it makes confused for like confusing for everybody, like especially for the students because they don't feel comfortable. It's like and. Like, uh, being honest, like, uh, even we take all the measurements, we do, like, uh, we follow all the, the, the state and, like, uh, the city guidelines, 
we still don't know if it's going to be enough to not spread the virus. So yeah. we just have to hope that we're doing like our best. And I mean, like a, if you think about, I feel like there's more people that will come out uh, sick after this. Like a, a lot of like um, our students here, they don't feel comfortable because they, sometimes they don't have the space to do like the Zoom classes. And like sometimes like it is kind of like, a, because if you, when you sign up for a Jiu-Jitsu class, you sign up for like a, the whole adventure, right? Yeah. You sign up to go there to like a be like, a, you know, with together, right? And then once, once you have this, I know, like we know we have to work with what we have, but at the same time, it's, um, it's challenging for people, you know, who doesn't have like a, the, don't have the motivation to come and like, or to work out in, at home. So yeah, kind of like, a, yeah. And that's what yeah, we think. We found that when we had our first lockdown up here that we were doing Zoom classes and stuff and they were full for the first week and then it slowly started going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly like this. And, uh, you know, we would try, we, we'll keep motivating people to come and, but you have to understand that, uh, you know, and like us, like, you know, like the weeks is like ups and downs. Sometimes you can accomplish a lot in one week, in one day. And sometimes like it's just the, the whole week feels like, oh man, I can, you know, I didn't have the motivation to do anything. And it's like, you know, if I, that's what I told like the, the ladies here today uh, after the class, because this week for me was like a week that was like a, a little bit stressed out because the governor just like sent uh, new guidelines that probably will be, uh, you know, like uh, in uh working like a soon so like a, it's pushing back again so i was kind of like anxious because you know like a how long more and but i understand that we have to take one day at a time but i think yeah. i feel like you know our job is also like a push ourselves like each other you know like a, just you're know, not not give up on those times yeah i think it's just the uncertainty that no one knows what's going on no one knows how to fix this problem and to run a business to run a gym it's just so hard yeah, odd times for business owners, for oh, business yeah. owners. Funny games. <laughs> <sighs> um, so what was it like? Tell us about growing up for you um, in Brazil, I would imagine. Um, how was that? How was life for, for you growing up? So I, uh, I was always like involved with sports. Uh, I actually, I didn't, I never had to go through any like a, um, I had like a some hard time, like in the beginning, I mean, like uh, my, my parents were like a divorcing and then there was a time where we kind of like a had just uh, minimal to live, but I can't like, you know, honestly, I can't complain because I was always like a fortunate to have like a place to be home. You know, I always had food. I was had like in a, the support of like a, both my parents, even though like they were separate, but I, I had like a, the, the support from them. So I was able to go to school. I was always involved with sports, which is like a kind of like, a, I resisted a little bit to not like a follow the, the, you know, like a, the sports because I want like, a, you know, I want to be more, I want to do more, but life like a brought me into like a, this, uh, this way. I, I, I always say like this, like this, uh, because I, I always loved sports. And I, when I started doing Jiu Jitsu, uh, the first time I went to a jiu-jitsu class was like a, back in 1997 and I remember there was like a, no other women at the school at the time and a friend of mine I used to do like a rock climb he's like oh I think you you know you should try this because you have good grips and jiu-jitsu is all about like you know there's a lot of gripping so I think you would like and I uh, went to a class and then I just like I fell in love and I was like wow like a you know like I saw like a, this small guy really 
you know, kind of like doing like a lot of things with the big guys and I'm like, wow, like, a, and he was like a little bit advanced. Uh, so it was a, kind of like a, empowered by the sport because I'm like, wow, like a, this guy is like a small guy and he can do so good against, against a big guy. So, and then I just like I decided to continue from there, but uh, pretty much uh, because I was always involved with sports, I think like, a, you know, life kind of like brought me this, uh, this way, but I can't complain about like, you know, I never had to go, like I had to work from the beginning, you know, like have some like, um, but I feel like it's like everybody's life. So yeah. nothing, nothing to be, uh, you know, too different. Yeah, it's cool um, you were empowered by that because, you know, a lot of people say that's like the whole idea of jiu-jitsu, the smaller person can beat the bigger person. So that's cool. Yeah, and uh, at the time, because, like, there was, like, no other women, so, like, a training, so it's pretty much, like, a, you know, why are you going to do this? But I, I think, like, you know, like, I got, like, inspired by, okay, if, like, this small guy can do, like, maybe, like, I can do, I have a shot to you know, mm -hmm. so and was kind of like a um, love at first sight, like a first, like a first day, and I was like uh, just amazed by like uh, the efficiency of this the, the sport. It is. It's funny that uh, experiences like that happen because I know before I was even training, I took Cooper to a um, a seminar, uh, and it was a Michelle Nicolini seminar. And wow! <laughs> after the class or after the seminar, they rolled a few times, and I remember this guy who was a blue belt. Um, he would have been probably 120 kilos and Michelle rolled with him. He was going as hard as he could and Michelle was just sort of smiling through it. Just oh my goodness. I'm just going, holy cow. This is yes. And that's what got me sort of sucked and I'm going, this is unreal. <laughs> right, exactly. When you see like, a, you know, like a, how efficient it is, like you just, yeah. yeah. It's like, a, you know, you can't deny. It's like a, something you see there. Like it's very efficient, very like it works. Yeah, yep, for sure. So, what age were you then when you got into jujitsu? So, I, I started like as uh, 18 years old. Um, so, I'm 41 now, 23 years almost. Like, it will be 23 years in the end of this year. I thought year. you were only 21, uh, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. It's our secret. This part from the podcast, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> now i don't mind like i mean like a jiu-jitsu keeps me healthy like you see like as a 41 i you know like i'm not like i'm making a comparison but kind of like i'm making a comparison to like a someone like you know some of my friends that never done anything like but i feel like jiu-jitsu is like a, one of the sports that keeps you healthy because not only physically but mentally as well because you have to think about like it's not a sport that you just like you know it's mechanical like you know like all the if you learn like uh, some moves, you learn like uh, the concept of the sport. Jiu-Jitsu is like, uh, you know, completely the opposite. You have like uh, so many concepts, so many positions, and you can connect so many things. So you're constantly like uh, thinking. So you're working with your, you know, your mind as well. So that's like, um, I, I'm definitely like, I definitely feel like I feel, uh, it's like it keeps us uh, younger. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> right? But watching your, like the stuff you put on Instagram and stuff, you don't. Right. Like you're 41. <laughs> I think, right. um, thank the, you thank you the other cool thing about um jiu-jitsu is like um you can choose the pace you want to go at if you want to go slower you can do more pressure things like that or um use more lasso and things like to control the pace like i'm pretty fast but probably in like 20 years like i don't want to be fast anymore so you can change the pace and i feel like 
um, whatever age you are, you can do jujitsu. You just modify the style and like you can stay healthy and it's good. That's very true. I feel like the same way. And actually today I was like thinking about this because I do like, um, I always like, a, I like a lot to like do drills and to be involved with, the, you know, like a learning. I'm always like a, that's for me is like, a, you know, uh, the way I keep my mind always like learning new things in Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. I always like to do drills and from the drills, sometimes we stop and we think about like a, some moves, but um, definitely like a, it's like a sport that, you know, you can practice from, you know, like a very young age to like, a, you know, like a, it doesn't have like a, a age limit as long as you, yeah. you know, you're doing for fun, you're doing for your, for your mind, for your body. Uh, if, like, of course, if you're doing for a competition purpose, that's a little different because then, you know, you have to take your body to the limit, right? But yeah. if you're just doing for the sport, what the sport, like, because the sport gives you so much to work with. Yeah. It's like a, the, the competition is like a very small part of the sport. But if you think about like a, the overall uh, benefits of jiu-jitsu, it goes like a way beyond, you know, like a, the competition. The competition is like a, just like a small part that will make it maybe like, you know, uh, challenge you a little more. Like uh, if you want like a, the, the challenge of like a, the, let's say, the mindset of like going to a competition, not giving up, like, you know, the pressure you, you face during the competition, but you also have like at the other side, like you have the self-defense, the empowerment of the sport. Like whenever you do, you feel like a man, like, like I said, like when I did my first class, I was like, wow, you know, like if this guy can do this and you know, like I'm a woman and I was like, I remember like, a, because like an old school, our, our school, like my first professor every Friday, we, it was my favorite class. We had the, we call it like a taparia, which is a kind of like a MMA style. So it's like a Friday was like awesome. We closed the doors and we was just like a slappy. And man, I remember like a train with those guys. We, like I talked with one of my friends. He's living actually in Australia too. And I was like talking to him. I was like, remember Hanat, like how much, like we used to like, you know, beat each other up. But it was a way, like, you know, it doesn't, it didn't matter. I was a woman, but it didn't matter because at the time we were like, you know, pretty much one thing. So it yep. really like, it makes you like, uh, you know, empowered by this like as aspect of like, you know, there's no age. If you, you can practice like a, to a competition mode, you can practice to keep you in shape. You can, you can practice to, to learn to defend yourself. Yeah. See, like I'm, when I start talking about you, say like, just keep going, but that's what um since we've started doing this podcast that's the part i love is to see people like yourself and they're still so passionate about it mm -hmm. after training for like you said 20 21 years whatever it's been but just when you start talking you can see the passion and it's just it's unreal yeah. and i think that's what's great about jiu-jitsu because it, it never gets boring from my point that's true yeah always learning and it's so funny you say that about that Friday comp because uh, we did a podcast with uh, John J. Ribeiro and he had the same thing and that was his favourite day too. Was, oh, uh, yes. Basically building the crap out of each other on a Friday. <laughs> right. It was so much fun. Oh, my goodness. I told, like, uh, you know, my, my training partner here, we were doing, like, uh, the drills. I told, like, you know, Friday. And Friday we do, like, a no gear. It's like a, we, like a designated Friday for no gi and we do like, you know, take downs. We do like, a, we get sweaty on the mats. It's like, you know, similar. So I brought my, my uh, gloves. I was like, okay, so let's train some boxing. And then like, you know, I'm, I'm putting him into the tapadia style mode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> That's scary. 
<sighs> you got a question, Kate? Yes. Um, next question. So with the way the sport's heading in, like with jiu-jitsu, do you like the direction it's heading in? Um, I know it's a bit hard right now because um, the sport's kind of enduring something that never has before, like a pandemic, and it's really hard. Mm-hmm. But even considering before that, did you like the way just is heading, like um, with the styles that are in the like um, in the main mainly competitions? Like, do you like that? How has it changed for you? I I like uh, so for example I I'm like um, um, forward to um, other styles of uh, techniques. So for example, I'm not only like um, uh, in favor of the IBJJF rules. I also like for example. Uh, heel hooks and I mm-hmm. since like I was like I said because I came like from like a, a, a different generation and at uh, at the time I started training I had this guy who was like a he was one of my uh, mentors and I I you know I carry him on my heart 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 always because he was like a, the person who introduced me to my professor that took me my career to the next level but he was the first also also the first one who believed in uh, in my game and said like you know one day you'll be a world champion but uh he was like a kind of like you know every day he will come like he will come to class and he will be like uh, teaching me like all oh, foot locks leg locks as a white belt so <laughs> i had the i had the privilege <laughs> Of like a learning from like you know uh, very the very beginning like uh, all these things because you know when we rode at the time it didn't matter like uh, there was like a not you know uh, we 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 had like a, the, we had to learn for the knowledge uh, and because like uh, the competitions were kind of like uh, the main the main competitions for me like um, uh, there were there weren't many competitions. So we end up like learning everything. So, but now you see, like you go to IBJJF, the only thing that bothers me on the IBJJF is like, because the jiu-jitsu rules, they are so complex. Like they're so complicated. And I feel like sometimes instead of like making easier to understand, they make it a little bit harder for people to understand. Yeah. So for example, there's like a, I mean like, a, you know, my partner here, he was like a, one of, he was one of the referees, uh, head referees for the IBJJF. And I remember having like a big argument with him. It's like, a, yeah. man, the guy was on the bottom. He <laughs> like a, he grabbed the guy's leg. He went to the top. Two points. Simple. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's like it's. And he will try to explain him like that doesn't make sense. On the bottom, take the leg, top, the two points. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes instead of like a making uh, easier for people to understand, they make it a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, and I understand because they kind of have to make it, um, you know, like a still, let's say technical. So in their mind, maybe like, you know, otherwise it would be like, um, maybe using too much strength or something like this. But I mean, there's some things like that would be much easier for people to do For example, when you lock someone on a 50, 50, now they have, they have like a 50, 50 and lapel together and like, a look. Like I said, I'm a person that tries everything. I see a new technique, I'm like, let's try this because I want to see how it feels. Like I want to see if I can do something to escape. Yep. And like this guy, uh, I saw like a, a match. Like the guy put him, this guy, in uh, 50-50 and he wraps his lapel on the guy's like on his leg and holds. And I said like, okay, Vinny, put me in this position. Let me try to escape. I'm like, I can't, there's no way. If like the person is holding this position, 
you know, like there's no way I can escape without like, you know, doing something like a heel hook, for example. So I feel like, you know, some positions they, they should think about like, because let's say as a black belt level, for me, it's like this. If you're in the black belt level, everything should be allowed. Yep. Like, of course, some things like, a, let's say, uh, neck crank, uh, the slam, I don't see like a, the use for this. So, you know, like, a, the, like maybe like, a, let, let's leave this out. But for example, heel hook, if you're a black belt, and this is a technique I understand will hurt a lot of people, but you're a black belt, you should know how to defend. Yeah, and yeah. that's like a, how you see like a, the the deficiency like a, of like a, the 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 our top players when the when you see them performing on for example ADCC, you know you see a lack of defenses for heel hooks or yeah. leg locks or leg attacks, you know, yeah. and that's like a, that's how if you were like you know like a, we could improve our our rules in the jiu-jitsu uh, world. But I like the direction it's going with more tournaments, like uh, paying uh, money for the athletes. I still feel like there's like a, just like a little incentive for the, the women community. You know, I think like, um, you know, especially talking for myself, like I feel like, you know, like you almost have sometimes to beg for people to invite you to go because, oh, like, you know, like a Hanette, she's like a seven time world champion. Maybe she's going to ask for like a too much money. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's like a, you know, like a deal, but in my mind, like, uh, I worked so hard to get to the, you know, to the level I am. And for me to accept a match, I love to fight. I love, like, you know, like a fight for free. But of course, I, uh, I, it took like I me mean, years to build what I have today and to accept the match. I think it, like, it should be like, you know, at least like a, they should value what we bring into the match. But I feel like, you know, like the incentive for the guys is much bigger. And I, I, I see like the progress for the women community as well. We're growing in the sport. We have more women practicing. We have more competitions. Like in, you see more women in the competitions. Just recently, in 2011, I had a conversation with the, the guy from IBJJF. And I was asking him like uh, in a Pan American. I was like, Andrea, how come you guys don't have master division for women like i was only adults like you know blue belts and above like there was no master division i was like that's crazy yeah and in 2011 was like the year they opened uh the master division for for women so small you know changes like we 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 see like the progress is progressing we see like it's moving forward but the the comparison and maybe because there's still like more money in the men's because there's more practitioners but I also feel like sometimes like a people avoid, you know, like, um, oh, like, a, because it's easier just to have like a, the, the guys, like, a, like I guess more attention. But I also feel like, you know, like there's a lot of, like, they're missing a lot because there's a lot of now exciting fighters Fion for, from like, you know, like a Europe. There's a lot of exciting matches you can see for the women community. But I definitely feel like it's progressing, like things are getting better. Uh, now with the pandemic, a little bit crazy. But I feel like, uh, you know, uh, in the future, maybe we will have like a chance, like, you know, a chance to go to the Olympics. Maybe one day I'll see like a sport on the Olympics, right? Who knows? Yeah, I hope so. And that's right. It's so true, though, what you say about the, the uh, women in jiu-jitsu, because um, if there is a sport anywhere where the incentives for women or men should be exactly the same, it's jiu-jitsu. 
because yeah. you play to the same rule set, the same times, the same everything. It's not like, uh, you know, for arguments like you hear a lot of people complain about tennis um, because men play five sets, women play three, blah, blah. In jiu-jitsu, it's all the same. So women mm-hmm. should get the same as men. It shouldn't matter. Uh, and to me, like, I'd, uh, I actually prefer to watch... Uh, black belt women fight because I find them more technical. I find their matches more exciting. I find a lot of the men stall. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I think it's weird. I don't know why they don't. And I don't know why a lot of these big cards don't have more women fighting on them. Yeah. yeah. And, you, you know, look, you said something very interesting because that's like a, that's for me, like, a, because I hear sometimes people saying like, oh, you know, and believe me, I heard this from like, a, from people that you, you won't believe, like, you know, because, <laughs> If you think about jiu-jitsu, what jiu-jitsu is, jiu-jitsu is an art where a smaller person, jiu-jitsu was created for a smaller person, let's say, putting a self-defense aspect, the person on the street, a smaller person will be able to defend himself or herself against a bigger opponent yes. and maybe even complete dominate the other person because the jiu-jitsu gives you the, this power right? Yep. But, and when I hear people saying like, you know, oh, you can learn from a woman or oh, like a woman, like a, they, it's like, for me, it's nonsense because yeah. when you train, I said, like, I always invite like, okay, so you think it's like a easy to train with like a woman. I invite you to come to my school <laughs> and even like, you know, <laughs> I invite you to come to my school and train with me because, you know, I still can give a hell of a fight here. <laughs> but uh, for me, it's like a, uh, it's almost like a, is not thinking right because if jiu-jitsu was made for a smaller person to defend themselves against a bigger person, you know, uh, a woman technique, a woman like a, a woman practicing jiu-jitsu would be maybe even more dangerous than a guy. Oh, and I I'll think tell so. you why, right? I tell you why because women, we're not, we're like from our perspective, we're not like we don't think we're like we are strong, and if we knew about this, we're going to like you know get much further. But mm-hmm. most of the time when I get women here, they're like, oh, you know, I'm not like strong enough. And um, once like, they, you know, they go to the mat and they see like what they can do, it's like, oh my God, I didn't know I could do this. <laughs> but like, let's say for women, because they, they don't rely as much on strength, they rely on technique. So they really have to get that their technique better in order to train with the, with a guy. So like, you know, like they would be used to get smashed and they were like, just there, you know, like I have like a two students here, two of my black belts, they are very good guard players. One is in Croatia right now, she's living in Croatia. And uh, both of them, like they won like a world champion, uh, world championships, like a one as a brown belt, the other one as a purple, but very, very technical and very good guard players. And all the guys that train with them, they start kind of like, you know, oh, that's going to be easy. And once they start, they get into their game, they're like, oh man, I'm, I have to like, get rid of this leg somehow. Yeah. But you see, like a, people, a lot of people underestimate the power of because then you're mixing two things: technique, refined technique, you know, like the resilience. Because like a, the person is used to get smashed, like you know, being like a defense, like you know, once they have a chance to get uh, to go on you, like a, they will go 100% for sure. So you know, so true. And, that's and the power of jujitsu. Yeah, and generally. Um a lot of the girls are training with bigger men. So they, they have to work on their technique and to get those, to be able to cope with those bigger men when they're learning. And that's why I find that generally women's jiu-jitsu is more technical to watch. 
Right. Yeah. Many right. times I feel like it's the same. Like you see like a lot of the guys, like even the smaller guys, like and now the fights are so, you know, like a, like this, like they don't even like a move or sometimes yeah. you see like a lot of like a moving, but just like, you know, those positions, like, a, you know, I feel like a women because we don't have a chance to go with people like with the same, like we have less women than men mm-hmm. at the, you know, like less women at the school, most like most of the schools. And I know I hear we have like a, a good group, a good group of uh, women, but still you train more with the guys than with the girls. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's just like, a, it's just amazing how, you know, how far you can, you can go. Yeah, for sure. Um, going back on what you said about the, we'll say it's funny you mentioned about um, the 50-50 with the uh, lapel wrap because Zhangji uh, was actually complaining about that as well. Oh, really? He hates the position. He really, he went on a big rant about it. Um, <laughs> and I told him about um, Pan Americans last year um, when I was purple belt. My second fight, the guy put me 50-50, wrapped my leg. Oh, my goodness. And it's impossible. Like, for me, I find worm guards really hard to escape, especially when they tuck their lapel in. I can't escape yes. the worm guard very easily. Then when you put 50-50 in as well, which is also hard, I feel like I can't do anything. And then the guy... And what's your, of, what's your belt now? I'm brown. I got brown end of last year. Brown. So now you can do toe holes at least. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I got in the fight and the guy hold me there and he won the fight because he was controlling me. And I, like, I couldn't mm-hmm. do anything. You know, I was, I was stuck there. I really, I'm, more, I'm more experienced now because after that fight, I work on 50-50 uh, escapes and everything. But um, would be handy to be able to put on a hook from that position because it's so frustrating to be stuck there exactly exactly and if you're like you know like a brown and black belt let's say that's the thing like you know like the old school mentality you had to learn everything you know Mm -hmm. this guy he took me like this guy who like in brazil was kind of like my mentor he passed away he was kind of like a old school guy at the time he was like a seventh degree black belt Mm -hmm. uh, going to his eighth degree so he was already like you know older in the sport he took me to like a Niterói, which is like, you know, the, like in still like in the state of Rio de Janeiro, but like another city to mm-hmm. uh, a guy's house. Like, uh, and this guy, his name was Tarcísio. And I never heard about the guy, the guy before, but this was one of the guys who used to fight for the Gracie family. Like, a, because they had like oh, a kind yeah. of like a, uh, the Gracie, fa- like a Gracie, some like a Gracie fighter versus like, you know, some father, which is like a, the other lineage. Yeah. Or like they would have like a kind of like these challenges, like a jiu-jitsu versus like a judo. Yeah. And he actually fought for the Gracie family. And we were like a day and we like I had a lunch and then we, was, we were watching kind of like a old videos. And I was like amazed by like, you know, like the techniques they were doing, you know, like on the videos, like a man, this is kind of like, you know, like what we do today. So, but uh you know like a, sometimes like a, this like a things get get lost because we're so focused on the new on doing like a defensive technique and we mm-hmm. forget about like but that's what that's what i'm saying if we from the beginning we set like a, the the rules okay so when you get to the black belt or to the brown belt you're going to start doing this i think you you kind of like a it's like a, the leg lock in the toe holes when you yep. get to your when you're in your purple belt go into your brown belt you you already like you know in your mind you kind of like getting ready for people attacking your foot you know like it's a process and then when you're like a, uh, as a brown belt then you 
kind of like more aware and then as a black belt you're like a, okay you should be better but that's the problem about like today people you know they just uh don't practice those things anymore and mm -hmm. i mean like if we we incorporate this back you know as a as a way to prevent people from stalling because jujitsu is really about like a submission you know mm -hmm. so if yeah. we create like a rule that will be like a less stalling and more uh submission I would go for it, right? Yeah, for sure. Maybe even it's very boring, very boring. Like you know, like I, I hate uh, this kind of like a game. Like, um, and maybe like that's why sometimes like you know I lose the <laughs> the match because I'm like just like I'm, I, I want to like <laughs> my game. Don't let the person grab anything, you know. Like that's it. Yeah, maybe even um, you know, like I think the rule set they've slowly added more and more rules, restricting a lot of things and. Um, pushing the like, especially with IBJF rules, pushing it more for points um, could be handy. You know, if um, you could get one point for a close submission attempt rather than an advantage. You know, it's going to push. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. You know, some people, or even myself, actually, I'm a pretty heavy point fighter, and I wish I did go for more submissions. But it's like, oh, I don't want to lose the position. And you know, if there was more of an incentive to go for submissions, or even something I would prefer, you know, if there was an extra point to go for a takedown, give people more incentive to go for takedown instead of get a lot of double guard. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming as well you would um, you'd be in favour if you want to do obviously heel hooks um in game things like that you'd be in favor for reaping obviously as well right yeah i i don't see any point on, on the reaping like honestly when i'm training here and like sometimes i look it's like am i reaping and it's like no you're fine yeah. and i'm like i don't see like you know it's just like jujitsu sometimes you get into crazy positions i don't see like the point like any point of like the reaping like you know it's just uh, those like a things like i think like that brings the sport back you know like uh, uh prevents the sport from growing more the sport could be on tv could be like much bigger but i think like those things because no one wants to watch a 10 minute match that the guy puts like you know 50 50 lapel and both mm. are like there's like dogs like with the legs like uh, you know like <laughs> like man what is this no one can move no one can do anything you know like what's what's the point no that's right that's true I think that's what holds it back from getting bigger. Like it's grown a lot, but just, yeah, it's that next level that needs to get rid of all that boring. Make yeah. It more yeah. Um, that's why, like, I like the submission only matches as well. Because I feel like, you know, people, you know, like you have, or the ADCC style where you have, like, the first, like, a five minutes no points and then the next five minutes points for yeah, the I like, general. I like that style, the, the no points, then points. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Right, because then you can actually like uh, you know at least fight for the you know submission in the beginning, or like you know, yeah, it's like a two way two way street as well because like maybe you can use the five first the first five minutes just to like stall a little bit and then like you know try to win the points after, mm -hmm. but at least I feel like you know like uh, on those like uh, the next five minutes you have to fight yeah. because yeah. you know otherwise like there's no points before so like uh, those like uh, the next five minutes man you have to give everything. Yeah. So yeah. that might be like a good, yeah, good setup the, for the matches the, as well. The rule set good, is good for people who both like sub, sub only and people who play more points. You know, you can get a bit of both in there. Which is yeah. Nice. Do you, um, so you've won so many major comps. Do you have a favorite one out of all of them? 
I do actually. I have like a, I would say like a one gi and one no gi. Yeah. Uh, the no gi one, I would say like the, for me, like, because of course the gi has a special meaning for me uh, because it's like a, my, the first thing I came for. Uh, but I feel like the ADCC was like a, the, the biggest one just because I was like a, so many things that happened before and was, uh, I lost like a, the, the previous one. I could not compete on the, uh, the open class and in 2007, kind of like, a, you know, because uh, I had like a lot of troubles to get into the ADCC in 2005 because it was only by invitation. So uh, people were invited to, to compete. I got an invitation, but then they tried to take my invitation away to invite huh. someone else. I got That's my visa that. denied. My, my, they put me in a hotel like my first like before my match they put him in a hotel room with my first competitor ah uh, really <laughs> yes and the worst part look and cooper the worst part is like she was so nice <laughs> and i was like i want to feel like you know i want to feel angry with you i want to be like you know i want to be ready to kill you tomorrow but i can't you know, she was helping me. She was like asking, like, do you need anything? I was like, don't talk to me. My goodness. <laughs> it was so much after that, before that competition. So, and I did my first match. And we used to, like, um, uh, uh, compete in wrestling together. And uh, I knew, like, my, my good shot was, like, I had, like, a good double leg. And I could get my double leg on her. That was, like, how we, like, kind of, like, you know, our matches. But then... Um, I tried to do a double leg on her. She defended. And the whole match was me on the bottom in the guard. And she was on top just like, a, you know, holding the position. I was like, I felt so frustrated that tournament. I was like, you know, uh, I trained so hard. Like, my last circuit was like 100 minutes training. Like, you know, after like a sweating, like all the vibration. I was like, man. But I lost in my first match. But for me, uh, I didn't take as, uh, of course, I was very upset and, you know, no one likes to lose, even though they can say like, you know, oh, it's okay, but yeah. no, no one likes to lose. Yeah. And, but it was good because I came back for the next one uh, hungrier, you know, like I was hungry for the next one. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually did the trials in Brazil instead of like just waiting for an invitation. I did the trials in Brazil. I won the trials in Brazil. I did like a, a flying number on the trials as well. So, and I was like a trying to do like a, the, you know, like a uh, practicing a lot this movement. And uh, the reason why it was so special, like the 2007 uh, edition was one, because, you know, I lost the previous one and I was like, you know, hungry to come back. Uh, I came to United States with the intention of staying uh, after the competition and I didn't know how it's going to be. So I came with, zero money no money at all to stay in the united states and my partner like i sold his motorcycle in brazil he's like so he got like a three thousand dollars and that's how he came to united states yep. so like okay so we're like a planning to stay and see how it goes but um i put like at the the tournament that was like i put like at the motto for me was like um glory like it was a glory or martyr so 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 i would would win or i would die it was something like a dramatic like this. And I, I will explain why. It was like, you know, almost like, okay, my plate of food is inside of that mat. If I don't yeah. win, I don't eat. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, because if I don't win, I will go back, you know, or like I will stay and try to like, you know, work with what we have. Mm -hmm. But 
uh it was like a, so much you know like i put so much after like a losing like the tournament i asked like a, the promoter of the event to compete in the open class and he said like a, uh no not this time maybe next time <laughs> so i felt like in 2007 i had to do everything you know like to show what i came for because 2005 i told the guys like man i have so much more to to do i can do better than this you know like just give me another chance and he's like, no, no, maybe next time. And it was good, you know, like uh, at the time. I didn't understand at the time, but it was important for me to come back hungrier, you know, like to come back like a focus and determined for like a 2007. Yeah. So 2007, it came, was completely different story. Like I won like the open class, the, the my division. I got no points scored against me the whole competition. Like no one scored any points on the competition. So it was like a perfect competition. Wow. Perfect competition. And being able to win like the finals of the, the tournament with the flying umber, you know, uh, it was fun. just like, exactly. It was really the, the full accomplishment of my work because the flying that became kind of, final. Yeah. Right. Became kind of like a, my... <laughs> The, the trademark, right? Like, a, but uh, also, like, you know, a position that I trained, like, a, so many times, like, a, you know, mm -hmm. and just, like, a bring, a, being able to, you know, bring the technique and win, like, a, this way was kind of, like, a, the, the best, I would say, like, a, the, the biggest accomplishment of my career, I feel, even though it wasn't, was without the gear. Yeah. And I would say, like, I would mention this one uh, as the, the main one. But I would say, like, the, the second uh, most important one, or maybe, like, the first because it came before, it was, like, a, in 2004. Because 2004, uh, in the past, when I first did my, my first Worlds, 2002 was my first Worlds um, as a purple belt. But at the time, for the women's division, it was purple, brown, and black all together. Yeah. So I had to go, you know, like uh, pretty much on the black belt division. And I remember in this tournament, all my matches, all the girls that I fought, they were all brown belts. <laughs> uh, I had four matches like, for the tournament, all brown belts in uh, 2002. And then 2004, 2000, uh, 2003, 2004 was the first year as, uh, 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 that I competed as a black belt. So it was a big responsibility because now I was like on the other side, on yeah. the other end. <laughs> when you're purple belt, I was like, man, that's it. I don't care. Like, you know, get black belt, brown belt. Come, come. I want. <laughs> but then when you're on the other side, right, as a brown belt, I was like, oh, man, if I lose to a purple belt, then it'll be like, I don't know, right? <laughs> But then when you're black belt, you're like, okay, so this is the real test. Like now, you know, like you get to really put the, to, to the proof, which is like, you know, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like if you like lose to someone, like, you know, a blue belt, it, it's the day. It, it doesn't mean like, you know, like the person is better than you overall, but you know, yeah. uh, this is like a big, big subject. But at the time, like, you know, in 2004, so I think like that was like a, the, um, in the gear, like the biggest one, just because it was my first year competing as a black belt, um, you know, amongst like a, the other people, like a, all purple, brown before, and uh, being able to win. And uh, that was like a, the first time I competed against uh, Leca Vieira, which it was like a, my, you know, like a biggest name in the women's division ever. Like a Leca was like, a, you know, like a rebel in the sports. Like a, yeah. when she, when she used to compete, was like, you know, fight, she would like, you know, it was like a show. 
And I was like so scared of her because she was like so aggressive and like <laughs> the way she talks, she like doesn't care. But it's kind of like, you know, I put her as like, you know, my, um, like as a role model, like a, someone that I admire because she had like a very good jiu-jitsu. She was very tough. And there was like a not, uh, you know, many women like her at the time. Yep. So she was, she really like a kind of like um, open everyone's mind for, every, uh, open everyone's uh, eyes for the women's division. And just to be able to fight against her. And like my first professor, he said like, you know, one day you'll be able to fight against Leka and I, I know you can do good against her. And I said like, oh, really master, do you think so? He's like, I'm sure. So yeah. You know, it was like a, the big, like a, the big name. And when I won the the division, it was kind of like you know, again, okay, now I I really feel as a black belt, accomplished yeah. as a black belt. So yeah, that, that was like the two, yeah, two biggest moments in my career for sure. Yeah, cool. Um, so if you were say, so let's just a uh, hypothetical question here. <laughs> to put on a uh, quintet tournament. And I said, mm -hmm. you're going to be the captain of one team and you can pick four other girls from any era. Who would they be? In, uh, in any, any division or like a specific division? That can be anything. It's just... It's any division, any year. Mm. Oh, good. So, I would, pick, I would pick um, Michelle Nicolini for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, um, I would pick, let's see, if someone from like um, good, the good match that I had. From this distant, this, this, uh, this is like a new generation, I would I get. Anyway. Uh, uh, from this new generation, I would get like a. Um, Nacieli. Nacieli. She's like a good, like has a good guard. So let's see. It's so hard, man. Like now that I'm thinking, like it's like a, I'm trying to like think like about the best team. It's like oh man, like leaving this person out. Wow. Maybe like a uh, Gabby Garcia just to bring like the the power, yep. a little bit of like you know to the division. Uh, so four people you said. So yeah, we have already. Um, yes, I said. Michelle. Michelle Nicolini, Gabby. Uh, Nacieli, now I need like a, someone, Leticia Ribeiro, I'll get Leticia, two small, two little ones, two like a big ones, like just you have like a good, good yeah, balance on the team. That's a decent team you've got there. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I could get like a BMH Kita too though, right? <laughs> you see yeah. now I have like a, now I have like a starting to get too yeah. many options. Yeah. That's cool. Um, go Cuba. Um, so... Like, growing up, did you have any idols? I know you started just at 18, but did you have any idols growing up? Because you said you did a lot of sports and push yourself in sport, or even um, an idol in general in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so um, for me, like, uh, the person, let's say, because we didn't have, like, many women, and today we have, like, so many people that you could just, like, look and, oh, okay, I want you, like, you know, kind of, like, I have this person as my my guide for, like, you know, for what I do. But at the time, because we didn't have like a many women competing, so uh, I didn't have like a many people that would uh, look. Like uh, on, the, on the men's division, I always like, a, I always like to watch Jiu Jitsu in general. 
but I didn't have any one like in particular that I uh, because I'm I'm a type of person that I look beyond just like a, the the belt, yep. just beyond the color of the belt, and just beyond like a titles because yeah. for me like you can be the best black belt like you have like a very like a lot of world titles but if you're a bad person or if you like you know if you're not like a doing something that i think it's uh, okay so <laughs> i'm not going to you know to root for you or okay it's like you're yeah. there i'm here so i don't like you know i i i don't idolize people just because you know like we all have flaws and but i do have like a a person that inspired me a lot uh, and he's not even like a, he's my professor we used to be like a, a together husband and wife but we are now friends but we still have like a very good relationship and i i consider him as like a, one of my uh mentors in jiu-jitsu in life and uh just like a, his story uh in jiu-jitsu so i think like for me as a person that i would like let's say that inspired me to be a better person and to be better in jiu-jitsu and to not take any obstacles like you know to try to overcome the obstacles i would just like to tell this story really quick so as like on he when he was on his prime of his competitions like in uh, 20 years old he got a, a very rare disease uh so he got like a, a bone tuberculosis on oh. his back and he was like on the prime of his competitions like a brown belt really like you know competing a lot and he got this the this disease and uh pretty much like you know the doctor that like um um was taking care of him told that he could like you know overall he had a 20% chance of like a uh, walking again wow and when you're 20 year old you know man you know on your prime yeah. and you hear something like this you know i i would not i don't know how i would i would react you know mm. so and for him like you know he came back uh and this guy the same guy who uh was my professor was the same guy who introduced me to him <laughs> and this guy when he was like you know depressed because now he didn't know how he, his life would be after the surgery like not being able if, even if like not be uh, able to know if he's going to be able to do jiu-jitsu again right mm -hmm. or even ride his motorcycle he had a motorcycle and he loved, loved riding his motorcycle so not having this like you know um, not knowing if he's going to be able to walk again or even like be able to do jiu-jitsu so he was kind of like, you know, very depressed. And this guy who uh, um, uh, introduced us, he told him like, you know, Andrea, now is the time for you to see Jiu-Jitsu with different eyes. You know, now is the, the time for you to study Jiu-Jitsu in a different way. And you know what this guy did? And that's why I'm like saying like for me, like, you know, he's like a person that I admire just because he took his uh, skill to the next level. And uh, when I started, like, I decided to take, like, a, to go under his guidance. Uh, my professor used to, like, I have, like, a, pro a problem with his professor, like, because we were in the same neighborhood. So I didn't want to train with him. But then I ended up with him because my professor said, Annette, I have a guy, you know, he, he will take you where you want to go. You want to be a world champion? This guy is going to take you there. And when I asked who was, and he's like, a, this is like, a, this is the guy, Andrea. And I said, like, a, but Master, 
my professor, he doesn't like his professor. How is going to be? He's like, Annette, this guy is completely different than his professor. He's going to take you. I'm sure he's going to take you where you need to go. And when I, when I went to his school, you know, he was like a very professional, like from the beginning to the end. Uh, never treat me like, you know, like being a woman with like, you know, because I, we have like a lot of complaints that women being treated different. I never had any problems. So I'm very blessed to have like, you know, I'm fortunate to like being like a, in a place where they value, like, you know, they value myself, like even being a woman, it didn't matter. Yep. And the reason why I, you know, I admire this guy is because, you know, he had all the reasons to give up, you know, like to not do jujitsu anymore. And he took his skills to the next level. So I said, yep. you know, for me, I had like a, the, 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 the will, I wanted to be the best. I need the direction. He was the one who gave, gave me the direction, you know? So, uh, the way I see like, it's like, you know, like, a, uh, this is like a, the, the person who like a really like, um, made me the person I am today. So if it's like, if I have to say I have an idol in Jiu Jitsu, it would be him just because, you know, like, um, like from the beginning, he was like the person who inspired me to to be like the best as I could be, even like having any limitation. You know, like yeah. there's no limitations when you like you put your mind through it. So that's so good. Um, what we'll do is we'll skip down to. We had so many questions to ask you, but um, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Talk to no, much. don't be sorry. I love podcasts <laughs> like this. Where it's just, yeah, it's you're, so, you're so good to listen to. So. We might have to get you back again. <laughs> oh, that's good. I accept the offer. I accept. <laughs> uh, so we'll get down to these last few. What we do is we have uh, like a, a couple of quick questions and then a, a little curly question to finish with. So, favorite submission? Favorite submission, Armbar. Cool. Favorite movie? Favorite. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Indiana Jones. Oh really? I love Indiana, I love Indiana Jones movies, man. That's so good. Oh my god! I, I watched like I think like twenty times plus. <laughs> Crazy. Do you have a favorite guard? A favorite guard? Yeah. Uh, closed, closed guard. In half, I would say like you know maybe like a, I'm half and a half with yeah. both. Yep. Gay or no gay? Gay. Nice. Right, our last little curly question then. Tell us something that people would be surprised to know or learn about Hanitzat. Okay, one thing that I love heavy metal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi. Who's your favorite band? Well, I have like a couple. Of, I, I used to listen like a lot of like, you know, like back in the days, like a Pantera, old school. Yes. Pantera was like, I actually went to a Pantera show in Brazil. They, get, they uh -huh. had a show in Brazil. I went to a show in Brazil. That was so much fun. Uh, but I had like, a, you know, I have a couple ones. Um, um, there's a couple ones uh, from Brazil. I don't know if you like have, have ever heard Angra. Maybe Angra. Angra. No. It was like a kind of like a Sepultura from yeah, Brazil to you. Yeah. Sepultura is nice. I love yeah. Sepultura, man. Yeah, so Metallica is like a more kind of like they slow down a little bit, like, you know, they kind of like get a little softer <laughs> over the years. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden is a good one too. I love Iron Maiden. I look yeah, so I have a couple right up to the top. Yeah. You your favorite people now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now that, um, that's it from us then. We don't want to keep you any longer. We've gone for an hour so. Um, 
we really appreciate you uh, giving us the time um, to come and chat to us. So it's really, we're so um, in awe of people like yourself that um, have done all this and you're still so passionate for the art. I love seeing that. And um, very, um, very humble, you know. Yeah, humble. And, Thank you. And you're so good to talk to. Like I could sit here for hours and just listen to you tell stories. It's great. Um, Thank you, Si. I love talking, man. We'll definitely have to get you back on again. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, if you ever, once all this craziness is done, if you come to Australia, we'd be more than happy to. Definitely. Oh my God, that's a place, you know, like I really want to go like a Sunday. Yeah, definitely cool. after the pandemic, I'm going to plan. Yeah, and I'm visiting cool. you guys for sure. That'd be great. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully when we come back, because we normally come over for the worlds and stuff, we might uh, have to yes. Chicago. And, and you guys have to come visit Chicago. Good food. You know, come in the summertime, you know, like don't come in the wintertime, wintertime. Yeah. No, I don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my mom last year for like a, the, the wintertime. So she came in February, like a January to February and she got the polar vortex here. So it was like a min minus 55. Oh, and she was like, oh my God, I never experienced so much like this. I told people in Brazil, they never believed me. From Brazil right. to 55 exactly first time seeing snow she got like all the you know all the experience in, at once yeah. the best cold like the snow everything it was what's the weather like in summer like how hot does it get oh like uh, today was like uh 30 31 oh, yeah nice. but it gets really hot here like uh, in fahrenheit like a 90 so there was like a 90 something here so it gets really hot and yeah, humid yeah. here in chicago oh, okay yeah we've never been to chicago we always just normally go to uh, LA, San Diego, Vegas. And yeah, but you know, it's a beautiful city to visit. Yes, yes. And what I had a great time as well. Look, thank you so much for like at this time. And Cooper, thank you for inviting me. You know, like uh, looking forward to talking to you guys again. And that was a great conversation, man. No, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's so yeah, great to meet you. It's a lot of fun. Yes, yes. Thank you. We keep in touch now. We will do for sure. Sure. Thanks, Annette. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. Bye, bye. Have a good day.